Welcome to the 29th episode of the Invincibly Supermassive Comic Book Podcast of Stuff. I'm Tony Guerrero, the editor-in-chief of ComicLine.com, and this week, I'm by myself. I'll tell you why. There's, okay, there's, there's a few things I should clarify. So I know last week, after the delightful Jen Abrahamian was on, I did mention that this week would feature the return of a certain person. And I did mean that. Um, the problem is I actually kind of goofed. Um, this person's actually, when, when I schedule it, they're actually, they're going to be on the following week. So, um, and then, you know, things have been so incredibly insane here lately. Uh, you know, I've just been so, so slammed and I actually thought about just, just skipping a week. I was like, you know, maybe, you know, eh, I don't know, because, you know, I, I, I could have tried to, you know, get get someone else. Um, I do have, so like I said, I have someone scheduled for next week. I have someone scheduled for the, w- the week after. And, you know, there's there's uh, Brian Bugelato. You know, you could have gotten him. But, you know, he, he's a busy guy, too. And so I was going to just say, maybe I'll just skip a week. Uh, you know, since this is a 29th one, the thing is, I don't think... I've missed a week. I think I've always managed to uh, do a new episode. The other podcast, sometimes uh, we, we've had to skip that. But I think with this one, I've always managed to keep it going, even on Christmas Day and, and New Year's Eve. So I didn't want to le- let you guys down. So hopefully, just me alone is better than, than nothing. Um, I'm going to make this, this is going to be a shorter one. You know, it's, it's not going to be like two and a half hours like last week. So I, I figured I'd answer a few questions, give you guys a few updates, you know, let you know what's going on, uh, things to look forward to and, you know, and so forth. Just nothing. I don't have really anything planned. I don't have a script. So like always, I'm just going to wing it. One thing I do want to mention, uh, you know, I'm always hesitant about announcing like, future projects just in case they don't happen and, you know, there's no timetable and all that. I will say that I am attempting to try to get another three-minute expert video to happen. The problem with that is I need to write a script. You know, I, I – that that's the only thing I write a script for. And, you know, here's a little, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff. When I do – you probably notice – like, you know, with the podcast, with the best stuff in comics this week, the asking you, sh- you shall receive answers, there's no scripts for that. I don't sit and write things down and, and map out what I'm going to say. That's just not my my thing. And I think when you do that, it, it kind of takes away the natural feeling, you know, natural vibe. And and yeah, you're going to stumble. You know, there there's so many times I've said the wrong name and not even noticed it because you, you just you get sucked into the conversation. You're just going with the flow. And of course, there's other times where I'll blank on something or you forget to mention something else. So, you know, there is an advantage to scripting things. And with the three minute experts, 
because that's something that I don't edit myself, you know, it really needs to be edited. That makes it easier for the video producer to do that. And then I, you know, I also have to gather up all the images to cover everything. Cause you know, if, if I talk about character X or whatever, chances are I could give you a, a, a decent summary, you know, in a few minutes, but for this, this is something where, you know, you want to make sure you get the major points and, you know, you don't miss out on anything. So I am attempting to make that happen, but with everything else, it's that that's the question. And I kind of have a, a, a clock ticking on, on that. So hopefully that will happen. Uh, other things that will happen, let's see, by the time you hear this, uh, Star Trek Into Darkness has been out. Uh, I... I I'm willing to bet I have not seen it yet. I, I was going to go to a midnight showing and I was just, I was like, I don't think it's going to happen. And Greg saw it. His review is up. So hopefully you read that. You see what he thought of it. But, you know, things have just been crazy. Uh, we started our San Diego planning, San Diego Comic-Con. And, you know, hopefully we'll have more news, you know, have a, a great time. A lot of things planned. And, you know, it's, it's still early. But it's not really that early because it's it's going to zoom up really quickly. I think I'm actually going to take May and June. I guess May is almost over. Actually, we're halfway over. I'm going to take May and June off of conventions. You know, I thought about going to uh, Phoenix and there's uh, like Las Vegas. There's Heroes Con. I just don't know if it's going to happen at, at this point. And part of me says I shouldn't do it, even though I, I'd love to go and I, I love going to the conventions. But you know, there's just there's just a lot to do, so we won't do that. Other features, uh, we should have another off their minds coming up probably uh, Thursdays. Probably when I'll, when I'll shoot for that, and and then just just a regular stuff. You know, not, nothing out of the ordinary. So I, I think the next big movie is going to be Man of Steel, and then Wolverine. So we won't have anything really around around those. All right. Uh, as far as some questions, actually, you know, before we go to questions, let's let's cover a, a little bit of news. Uh, so, you've seen the, the trailers for Marvel's Agent of Shield, and it's it's really hard to get a gauge on this. So, I don't know if if we we brought this up on the the Friday podcast, since I'm recording this before the Friday podcast, but you know. It, it's hard hard to get a feeling for what the show is going to be like because it's an ABC show, and you know there's going to be some limitations. Even though you know Joss Whedon's working on it, you know, and you know, or at least the pilot and all that, and he's going to be you know producing it. We're still going to have these limitations, and the big fear is: can we have big characters, big heroes introduced on the show? Like you know, I always bring up Carol Danvers. Could they have her? either be part of shield or they run into her and then, you know, will that limit her possibility and, and being in the movie or a spinoff, or could that be a great way to get a feel for, for a character where, you know, if people say, wow, that Carol Danvers, that's, that's a cool character. Let's give her her own movie or let's put her in Avengers two, or let's team her up with, with someone else. It's, it's, it's really hard to say because, because you don't have the, necessarily that the same people involved in the casting i would assume i mean i don't know you know how involved marvel studios would be with a you know show an abc show but let's say 
the casting is just off a little bit or, or maybe you know, there could have been someone else and it was just a, a conflicting, you know, schedule where they, they couldn't make the audition. And if they, they schedule the wrong person and if it just doesn't work with people, if it doesn't click, you know, that could affect the possibility for, for more, you know, feature or more appearances in, in the movies. And, and yeah, they could always recast, but that would be a problem. It's just going to be really interesting to see how they connect the TV and the movie because that was always a thing with with Warner Brothers. And, you know, they said when Smallville, you know, they didn't want to have any connection with the Smallville TV show and and movies. And I I believe Superman Returns was actually – I think that came out when Smallville was on. Pretty sure. So they just – they don't want to make that connection. You know, they they weren't going to have Tom Welling in a Superman movie, so they they cast um, Brandon Ruth. Ruth. So I, I'm, I'm a little worried about that. We do have Clark Gregg, obviously, so there's that connection. Are we going to have Sam Jackson? Is he going to grace us with his appearance? It, it would seem weird to have a S.H.I.E.L.D. show without any appearance of Nick Fury. And, you know, they, they could I, – I guess it would depend on how much he would cost if they say, hey, hey, Sam, can you come in? for like a day or two and they could shoot a few scenes, you know, depending on how far out they have the scripts and just film a few sequences where he's standing on a bridge or sitting behind a desk in his office and you're looking at some documents and just record a few lines, dialogues, and then they can, you know, spread out, you know, a, a day or two shoot into like five or six different, you know, episodes, just sprinkle them out. We'll have to see about that. And there's also, you know, what about uh, Colby Smothers, uh, Maria Hill, because looks like How I Met Your Mother is going to have another season, so it would just be really weird not to have those two. And we're going to have Clark Gregg, and we're going to have to find out what his deal is. And if you just have all these other new agents, I don't know, especially agents that, as far as we know, are not existing characters in the comics, and they look like they're all new characters. But that could just be a ruse to you know to trick us. Uh, in the the trailers, if, if you saw that, uh, there is a lot of speculation over who J. August Richards is playing. You know, he, we see him jump out of a building, and you know he lands on his feet like like it's no problem. So a lot of people are saying, "Is that Luke Cage?" Apparently, the uh, Jeffrey Bell, who is uh, the executive producer, and he's a uh, I guess co showrunner. He he did say that J. August Richards is not playing Luke Cage. So there's a quote from Entertainment Weekly, uh, and he says, I'm going to say that's an interesting Marvel character, but no. But he came in and killed it. Honestly, we were looking for this part, and we just said, look, all our parts are open to all diversity. So the fact that we have a black dude who is awesome and it's J. was just because he was the best actor. It wasn't like... Quote, you know who. Um, then it says, should we assume it's someone familiar if you read Marvel Comics? And Jeffrey Bell said, you know, not necessarily. I mean, we're going to draw from it, but Marvel has its thing, and we're also going to be expanding forward, and this world is different since the Avengers. So I think there will be people showing up, from some from the Marvel Universe and some not. But to commit any – sorry about that. But to commit to anything more would be telling. Uh, so it almost sounds like they're saying, no, this is just going to be some other generic, ran- not necessarily generic, some some new 
super strong dude, you know, where, where they, they make the comment that basically race didn't matter. It sounds like it's just gonna be someone that has powers. That's a safe thing to do because again, you're not committing yourself. You're not locking your, yourself into a role. Cause you know, maybe if they hire someone for the TV show and then, you know, the, the character, there's a need for the character in a movie. He's like, well, I want this much more money now if, you know, I'm going to be on a big screen. So, you know, there could be the whole, unless they, when they do the contracts in the beginning, if they somehow get it where, you know, it movie possibilities are included. So I don't know. Um, I speculated, you know, what if it's rage? Cause when you see the, the Marvel logo, it kind of looks like you get a glimpse of, of rage, from New Warriors and, and and the Avengers briefly, but he he wasn't wearing the, the wrestling mask, so maybe it's not him. I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see. I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm I'm glad that we're finally getting an, another you know superhero show, another Marvel show, not necessarily a superhero show. I just I just don't know what the vibe of the show is going to be, and you know, is it going to be a lot of relationships and ten- sexual tension and quirkiness and I don't know. We'll see. But you never know. Um, I guess you know Arrow. I think it ended. I'm I'm behind an Arrow, and you know there there is going to be a season two, and there's you know been uh, Andrew Kreisberg who he's he's updated some about what's going to happen in season two, and uh, apparently they're going to start off with. What is is Ollie going to be known as? Because right, you know, right now he's he's called the Hood, which seems kind of silly. Um, you know why they didn't go with with Green Arrow? You know it makes sense because you know maybe that that's a cheesy name, and you know maybe they don't want to go straight to it's it's you know a superhero comic book. But the dude's wearing green. He's always wearing green. Everything is green. His arrows are green. His bow is green. You know his mask is green. His his hood is green. And he shoots arrows all the time. Why not call him Green Arrow? I mean, it, it makes sense because you know he doesn't wear any other colors. Uh, so what what Andrew Kreisberg said, he he said, well, actually, season two finds Oliver not wanting to be called a vigilante anymore. He feels like it has a negative connotation. So to search for a new nickname will make up part of season two. I'm not sure we'll be calling him Green Arrow in season two, but we'll definitely be leaning in that direction as the series moves forward. So it, it does make sense. Um, the other thing is, you know, I, there's a whole question with his mask. You know, he just wears that like makeup or whatever, you know, the, the face paint, and he just wears a hood really low. But we know wearing the hood like that, it's obscuring his peripheral vision. And, you know, when you're in the middle of fighting, it's not something you want to do. Plus the fact that someone goes up to him, you can see his face. So I, I just wonder if they're going to, you know, try to do something and – you actually give him a mask. Uh, I guess Andrew Kreisberg also talked about a boxing glove arrow. And he said, I actually have a way to do that. To me, it's the only way it could possibly work on a show. So, you know, if we get to it, uh, we'd love to do to, because there's some of the iconic moments from the comic books that you would want to do for the show, but it's going to take the right set of circumstances to pull it off. But don't worry, it's definitely in my mind, and if I can make it happen, I will. So I guess we'll see if that does happen. Um, I, I did see on, I, I think it was on uh, DC Nation, 
I think it was like when I was watching uh, um, Young Justice, they they had this dude where they're like, is it possible to actually shoot a boxing glove arrow? And uh, I didn't get to see how it happened, what, what the results were because the DVR had stopped recording at that moment. So it's like, but I, I, I'm assuming it, it did work. You know, why can't you use a boxing glove arrow? The bigger question would be, could you, how many is he going to have? And, you know, how's he going to carry it? Cause it's not like you can just put a boxing glove arrow in your, 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 your quiver, whatever, you know, where you keep all your arrows. And, you know, if, if you only have one, you got to make sure you use it right at the right point. It's going to take up a lot of space and you know, he needs all the arrows that, that he can, can carry. So that's going to, it's not very efficient. Oh, and, you know, going back to the Avengers uh, 2, apparently, you know, we've heard this before, but I guess Samuel Jackson says he doesn't know if he's actually going to be in the sequel. He doesn't know if he's going to be Nick Fury in Avengers 2. And I I just wonder if, if it's a negotiation. Cause I, I thought he, he was like, they signed on for like nine different movies. And, you know, that, that was before where they're like, you know, maybe there's going to be like a S.H.I.E.L.D. movie. You know, this was before they, they thought about about doing the show. But I, I guess he here's a quote from, from Sam. He says, I don't know. They don't tell me that kind of stuff. All I know is that I am doing Captain America 2. It's been cool. The Marvel Universe continues to grow and get better. I think I have four or five pictures left on my nine-picture deal, so I will just keep showing up. So, yeah, so it does sound like he signed on for nine. So we'll have to see. And... You know, do you need Nick Fury? You don't need him, but you know, why not have him? You know, he's 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 the one that brought it all together. So we'll have to see. All right, I'm gonna hit some some answers, hit some questions. So in uh, the forum, this is from the Vein. He says, "Hey, J Man, this is the first time I've asked anything from any of the old Whiskey Media people. I originally started listening to Bombcast about a year ago and found a comic line from there. So the Bombcast, for those who don't know, that's Giant Bombs um, podcast. But I'm sure you guys know that. You and your site revitalized my interest in comics and reminded me why I love them so much. I was even able to get my girlfriend, who'd never read any comics before in her life, into them. She's more in stuff like Fatal or Fatal, as some people like to say, or American Vampire, but." St- Still will sometimes read a Batman comic or two if I suggest them to her. Anyways, I've got two questions to start with, and this is going to be a tough one. First, can you recommend any Superman stories other than the following? All-Star Superman, Superman for All Seasons, Superman Birthright, Red Sun, For Tomorrow, or Secret Origins? I realize that's a lot of things to admit, but I've always been a huge Superman fan, so I've read all of those already. And it seems like there are a lot fewer storylines collected about him than, say, Batman. I read action comics and Superman as they come out, and I'm looking forward to Superman Unchained, despite the, the title. And I'd like to get some more trades for my collection. So any good miniseries or particular issues or arcs from this ongoing stuff, like What's So Funny About Truth, Justice, American Way, would be great. So one, one thing that I don't think a lot of people are aware, and we, we might change the name, but if you go to any character's page... Um, we do have guides, but they're under recommended reading. So, you know, this is something else that can be edited. And if you go to the Superman page, there, there's there's a big list here. You know, it, it lists 
there's a section for for new readers, and it lists stuff like Birthright, Earth One, For All Seasons, Red Sun, Secret Origin. So you know those are all good books. I don't know if you mentioned uh, Secret Origin, but that would be good. That was uh, Jeff Johns and Gary Frank, and and that was right before uh, New Fifty Two. So they they kind of you know went back and looked at his origin. Beginning, I was like, do we really need this again? You know, because we had like Birthright. You know, there's been other great stories, but it, it was interesting, and they kind of tied things together because things are we're always kind of changing a little bit so i guess that's one of the good things about the new 52 where it's just like okay this is where we're going this is what's going to stick and you know we haven't really seen any major um conflicts from there but and you know another one you should read is is kingdom come so that's the mark wade alex ross book uh it's not just superman but obviously he plays a big role in there and that's you know something you should definitely read uh Public Enemies was the the first arc from Superman Batman. So that was Jeff Loeb and Ed McGuinness. And, you know, that paired them against uh, Lex Luthor. And, you know, they made the animated movie off of that. Following that was a Supergirl um, arc where they introduced Kara to the regular current universe, DC universe, which, again, is wiped out with the New 52. But, you know, that that was a, a good one. Uh, someone mentioned, or they, they wrote in here, Godfall. It's an interesting book. Um, it has art by Michael Turner, uh, and you know, Joe Kelly wrote that. It's it's an interesting story where he ends up back on Krypton, and he's he forgot you know, his, his past. So that's that's something to to check out. But. The other thing is that what I like, you know, if you're just looking for random, um, well, there's also John Byrne's Man of Steel. I, I think that's collected. In the '80s, they kind of, you know, redid his story and, and re, you know, restarted, rebooted in a way. And you know, I'm I'm a huge John Byrne fan, so you know, if you can find that or any you know John Byrne collections, uh, there are just random reprint stuff. You know, so part of it, you know, if if you're familiar with any creators if you see their names attached to that i i enjoy like i I bought one book um a few years back it was just i I forgot if it was uh the like the new candor bottle city and it just had random old reprint stories you know a lot of like silver age stuff so you you can find these random um superman books and there i think there's like superman in the 50s and it's just it's great it's a lot of the stories are goofy, and it, I guess it'll depend on how open you are to you know these really silly stories that definitely don't have today's feel to them. But a lot of them are just really fun, and they're just so wacky. and And you know, I, I highly recommend if you can find anything like that, and that should, should should keep you busy for a while. So there's that. Let's see. Um, continuing. Devane also says, I was wondering if you read the Lovers and Mad Men arc from Batman Confidential written by Michael Green. I know you said before you didn't like the Confidential series because it didn't have connection continuity, but I thought Lovers and Mad Men was really good. From the writing to the art and colors, it seemed really good. I never liked the generally accepted origin of Joker with the red hood and all that. And the origin Green has for him in Lovers and Mad Men is really cool. If you read it, I'd like to know if you agree or disagree. If you haven't, maybe you should give it a shot, even though you don't like confidential stuff. It's a good story, and it sells a hardcover collection, and I know how much you like hardcover comics. Uh, I believe that was like way early. 
um, I, I should look it up. I, I, I think it was like around like issue 10 or something like that, like 10 or 11. Um, it was, I, I didn't mind the, the series in the beginning cause it, there felt like there was more of a connection as the series kind of went on. It, it felt like it started going further and further from kind of mattering to current continuity. You, know, you just had these just random stories and, 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 and yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not saying they didn't matter. Um, as far as that, cause I, I do remember the, the way the art was. And I, I was on the fence with the art. I mean, cause it, it was definitely interesting. Um, so I, I definitely did read it. I just, I don't really remember <laughs> it. Cause that was, um, I think that was like, like 2007, 2008. So I'd have to, I definitely have to reread that. Um, I should do that and maybe write about it. And, you know, we're going to see, and maybe we'll see more about the Red Hood gang in, in zero year, see how that's connected and whether Joker has any connection to them or not. We'll have to see about that, see what Scott Snyder has planned. Um, so then Vane finishes, sorry for the long post. I just wanted to end by saying how much I love the podcast and all your insights and comics, whatever else you talk about. And I hope you're able to keep doing this as long as I keep reading comics at least. Well, thank you. And I'm glad I decided to do at least something. And again, hopefully you guys don't mind me doing this on my own. But we'll see if you guys listen to this. All right. Next, we will have, okay, Sokoden. Do you think Green Arrow is better when he's rich or when he is broke? Uh, it's, it's hard to say because obviously if he's rich, he, he has more access to different types of arrows or just arrows period. Cause you know, he's shooting arrows all the time. It's, it's got to cost money and he's got to get them from somewhere. If he's broke, then he's going to have to be running around picking up the arrows after he shoots them. I, I think I, I, I don't really want either, you know, I don't want him to be super rich, uh, but you know, he definitely needs to have some money in order to keep his arsenal going. And, you know, where we're at now, he's, he's lost a lot. You know, he's on the run and, and it, it's, it's an interesting take. I just, I don't think I want necessarily him to be completely broke and just, just scrabbling. You know, it, it kind of puts him on the spot, on the spot and, you know, makes him kind of, you know, he, he needs to make sure he, he's, he's, his game is up. So we'll see. All right, um, I just I just had a slight pause there, um, but I'm back, and we don't need to go into why, but it was, it was something cool. I'll tease that. Um, so I'm I think we we're talking about Green Arrow. So let's have him be with a little bit of money, more than probably you and I have, but like super duper Bruce Wayne rich, nah, because you know there has to be something at stake, and and he has to not that Bruce Wayne can't connect with the people, but that's what's important for for Ollie. All right, Loki9876 says, Hey, G-Man, and super-duper awesome guest, which there isn't one. I apologize. Uh, he says, HBO is going to make an American Gods TV show. Do you know if this is still going to happen? American Gods is a book by Neil Gaiman. Uh, I have not heard anything about this recently, so I have a feeling that it's not really going anywhere, and which is really unfortunate. You know, there was always talk of, of doing a Sandman TV series, you know, trying to adapt that for like HBO or cable. Uh, 
I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it's so weird how a lot of these projects get get optioned by studios or you know the cable networks. I mean, the same thing like Chew. I feel really bad about that because you know Showtime was supposed to be they're deeply interested in that, and John Lehman, you know, he publicly tweeted saying that you know he hasn't heard anything and he that he still hasn't received any money. I, I, I'm pretty sure that's that's what he tweeted, and you know, he's like other. You know, people involved with the show got paid something, but he still didn't get paid anything. You know, despite the fact that he's just the dude that you know came up with it. You know, him and Rob. So it's, I don't know. So I would say if we haven't seen anything or heard anything now, maybe it's kind of best that it's not happening. You know, maybe the 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 option, the rights will expire, and then someone else, if they're like super gung ho interested, they'll do something with it. Because it, it's just, it's 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 just it's annoying. It it's it's and it's disrespectful, you know. And, and yeah, there's other th- things that come up, you know, other circumstances, logistics, and all that. But it's like, come on, if you're gonna show an interest in it, you gotta go forward with it. Don't just you know leave everyone hanging. Second question was your favorite TV show? It doesn't have to be current. Um, off the top of my head, without really giving this much thought, I would say Twin Peaks. I absolutely love that show. It's a David Lynch, um, just amazing show, and it 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 suffered a little bit you know, uh you know it it centered around the first season was all about who killed Laura Palmer and you know that's when agent Dale Cooper played by Kyle MacLachlan came to the small town a lot of weird stuff a lot of mysteries a lot of secrets and the second season you know we we got some resolve and i do remember people complaining that it seemed like it took so long but really it was only like like a i think a couple of weeks had gone by in, in the, the show's continuity, the show's timeline. So everything was resolved there, but there's, you know, other secrets in the town, other weird things. But where the show kind of suffered a little bit was in, in the middle of the second season. And I know David Lynch, I think him and Mark Frost both weren't on the show for a bit. I don't remember, maybe Mark Frost was. So it kind of lost a little bit of, of its direction. And there was this subplot with one of the characters, James, and it was just like, uh, but then towards the end, it, it picked up again and we're left with a total cliffhanger. And, you know, they made the movie after that, but the movie was a prequel um, showing, you know, what led up to the first episode. And there's been rumors lately of, you know, bringing the show back and having like actual time had passed by, you know, 20 years or whatever it's, it's been, Oh man, I, I love that show. So I would definitely say that that's my, my favorite TV show. Um, do I think or the shield show will be cool? I'm hoping it will be. I mean, it, it could be, you know, we, we see that they're not skimping on, on some of the budget. So hopefully it will look good. And, you know, we, we have, you know, agent Colson in there and, you know, Joss Whedon's and going to be involved so my fingers are definitely crossed. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm going to skip this next one for now. I'll have to remember to come back to this one because this is for a guest. Um, Hellstrom0204 says, this is my first time posting a question, but before I get into get to my question, I would like to say I love the podcast. Look forward to seeing who your guest is every week. Again, sorry, <laughs> no guests this week. Um, I should have had, never mind, I'm not going to say anything. Um, 
Anyways, I'm not sure if you know to answer this question, but give your best shot. I won't hold it against you if you don't know the numbers. I was wondering if you knew how many DC comic books have been canceled since the start of the New 52 and how many Marvel books have been canceled in that same amount of time, not counting the books canceled, started Marvel Now books. Um, the reason I ask, it seems to me that it's very disproportionate um, with DC having more canceled books. Also, do you believe it's because DC books are inferior to that of Marvel books? I know I could be probably looking this up myself, but I'm lazy and I'd rather have you do the work. Thanks for the answer and being a great sport and doing the work for me. Well, unfortunately, I did not do the work ahead of time. I'm not going to do the work now, obviously, because, you know, you hear me click, click, click. That's going to be kind of boring. And, yeah, I could hit the pause button and look it up. But, you know, for sake of time and everything, because, you know, I, I don't have a lot of time this week. Um, I don't know the numbers. And basically the easy way to do that is try to look up all of the like all of the books for May and look at how many books – have a, an issue 20 because those are all the books that, that were around from the beginning. Cause you know, like, uh, you know, uh, earth two is what like issue 12 or something like that. And, you know, and, and so forth. So that's the way to, to figure out how many are still around as far as why it's, it's kind of hard to say why. Um, I don't think Marvel has had that many cancellations, but I also I'm not exactly sure how many books they have out. Do, I mean, do they have 52 titles? Do they have less? Um, it almost seems like they have less, even though we have you know a bunch of Avengers books, a bunch of X Men books, and and all that. So, but also with DC, what it seems like they've been taking more risks. I mean, you're you're getting a lot more books with lesser known characters or, or newer characters. You know, we had OMAC. And, you know, it wasn't that bad of a comic. You know, there's some good elements, but obviously it, I, I, I stopped reading it before it got canceled as well. Although I think, I don't know, remember if I, I think I might've bought like the last issue. Um, maybe, I don't know if I was still buying an entire series, but you know, they're, they're taking a lot, some risks. They're, they're picking all these characters that you really look at like, really? Like this is a, the character, like someone like Vibe. You know, a lot of people looked at us like, "Why the heck are you are you you doing something with the vibe?" And reading it, I'm I'm enjoying it. I, I'm liking where this is going. You know, it's it's not the vibe we had before, and that's what what we have the chance to see. And you know, yeah, I know there are a lot of characters that we would love to see. You know, we would love these missing characters to have their own book, but that's we're not going to get into that. So I, I like that they are willing to take these chances, try something new, and and a lot of them are not working. But there are other reasons why, and it, it's not that it was a bad decision, but it almost seems like some of these books aren't getting enough promotion. You know, everything that we see, it's it's about Batman and Superman, you know, Justice League, the Trinity. So you have a book like Sword of Sorcery. What did they, they, they do to, to try to market that? You know, you didn't really see, you know, yeah, put, put John Constantine in there to try to make the connection with Justice League Dark, but – you know, you didn't really see a lot of house ads or, you know, there, there's other things that they, they could try to do to try to push it. And there's just some, some characters that they, they, it seems like didn't get that, that push. And that, that's unfortunate. So I, I don't know what the answer is. And it, it's always unfortunate. It's, it's always, you know, a, a bummer when, you know, you, you see these books ending. It sounds like there's a lot. And, you know, maybe there is a lot, but 
I, I wouldn't say it's because they were inferior. I just think that they took big risks. Um, you know, Team Seven. I like the idea of that. I thought it, it could have been been a great series because I want to see more about that. It just it didn't click for everyone, and you know, part of it maybe is people aren't willing to take a chance. You look at the Marvel Now books; they're pretty much all known characters. And you know, yeah, you can say you know the new Nova book is not a known character because we had Sam Alexander; he's a new character in a sense. Uh, but it was still based on Nova, you know, the the idea, the the, the powers, and the, the, the there's a history, the legacy, and we haven't really had any. Here's a new random character. Here's a character that you know we haven't done anything with in you know ten twenty years. So it it just seems like DC has been taking more risks, and some of them have worked, some haven't worked. So I don't know if that really answers your question. Hopefully, uh, Bl- Blake rules ninety says, in your opinion, who would win the following fights: Tiger versus Cheetah? Um, it seems like Cheetah would probably fight dirtier, um, and you know. Depending on on her power set, you know, she seemed pretty powerful in Justice League. You know, she was she's got the mystical side, and she was able to bite Superman. She was able to you know hit or attack Flash. So I love Tiger, but I I probably have to give that to Cheetah. Um, a brood versus an alien from the Aliens movie. Um, I. I'm trying to think back at all of the brood storylines, but I think I'm going to go with an alien from the alien movies. Uh, the Falcon versus Hawk from DC. Um, I think I might give that to Hawk. Reed Richards versus Plastic Man. I'm going to go with Reed Richards because he also has the intelligence um, to, to probably try to... Because you would think Reed Richards probably has thought about what happens if I have to fight someone else with my powers. And, you know... I think, yeah. Um, a Hand Clan Ninja Marvel versus a Foot Clan Ninja Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, the Hand, they're supposed to be these fierce, formidable fighters, but it's like they're constantly, like, they get defeated and then they just dissolve. So I think I'm good at the Foot Clan. All right. Mesmero says, how do you think superheroes take care of their fists? Obviously, metahumans have super strength and healing factors compensate for any wear and tear in their hands. But how do all the various street-level heroes like Moon Knight, Hawkeye, and Batman punch dozens and not hundreds of thugs, mutants, aliens, and automatons without permanently damaging their fists? Well, Batman, we know, has armor. You know, he does, he's not using you know, regular gloves. Um, Moon Knight, you know, it's, it's questionable about that. You know, is, does he have any sort of you know, protection in his glove um, and hawk. And, you know, there, there's also, it's like, you need to know how to punch. You, you know, you look at these, these ultimate fighters, you know, they're, they're not using boxing gloves. So I, I think there's, you know, certain ways you can hit, but a lot of these guys do wear gloves and, you know, maybe there's just some sort of protection there. Cause, cause yeah, if you ever punched someone or something, you know, it, it's, it kind of hurts, and you know you, you you do occasionally see that in the movies where they actually acknowledge that you can't just you know start punching people left and right and, and not you know bruise your knuckles or anything like that. So I think that's the answer there. Um, I'm going to switch over 
to Twitter. Um, my Beshirt. So this is Lisa. She says, Ari, hair color. All Trinity members have black hair. Maybe fewer in number, but they are the best of the best. Um, so it's not really a question. Not really sure what you're saying. If you're trying to say that um, black-haired people are better, because you know Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman all have black hair, dark hair. I don't know if this is related to the the red-haired um, idea, where uh, I, f- I forgot who brought it up about all the red-headed females, mostly in Marvel, but you know there, there's some in, in DC, and then a lot of blonde-haired dudes like you know Captain America and Hank Pym and and um, Hawkeye. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I always wonder when it comes to creating a character, you know, what makes them decide I'm going to go with this color. Why does Peter Parker have brown hair? And, you know, why did Batman have, have black hair? And, you know, th- there's probably certain reason the creators modeling the, the character based on themselves or a friend or, you know, something like that. But there's also just, you know, you want to try to do some variation. So I don't really know. Um, again, it's not really a question here, but, but maybe there's something about the dark hair. You know, my hair is dark, so there you go. Um, Elwood Toast says, Your thoughts on Extremis in Iron Man 3, how to kill someone in Extremis armor changes. Sometimes bullets are not, explosions are not. A um, little not totally clear what you're saying there. Um, so how to kill someone in Extremis? It's whether, whether if, if you're referring to that, there are some differences in, in the movies that could have just been, you know, mistakes, goofs where, you know, lack of consistency. But I, again, I'm not, I'm not really sure what your question is. So I, I apologize with that. And part of it, it, it probably just depends on how much they, they've bonded with the extremists, like how, how well it's working, how many treatments they've had. Because you know we we saw that there's there's different levels and you know some people were more stable than others so you know maybe it has something to do with that and art book five this is Michael says is the comic vine logo black hat from Marvel and the answer is no so I know a lot of people you know, this has come up before she's wearing a black leather outfit I'm assuming it's leather a lot of people wear black leather outfits you know black cat does black woman does. Um, what Sydney from from Danger Girl does. They're not, you know, necessarily copies of each other. So, you know, you have that. She has white hair. Um Felicia yeah, Felicia Hardy has white hair. Silver Sable had I guess she had white hair or was it silver hair? She was Silver Sable. Um so that that's just that's just how it happened. I didn't um make the design. I didn't choose the design um myself. But, you know, and she has a, a, the mask is different. The outfit's a little different. There's no white fluffy stuff. So it wasn't meant to be um, black hat. Um, I never did find out, like, why, the, going back to hair color, you know, why did she have white hair instead of blonde hair instead of black hair? And I'd have to ask, see, I don't know if, if this was Dave that made the final call on that. But having it white kind of is, is neutral in a way. Because you know we we have the whole argument. You know if if um, Lisa my my best shirt is trying to say black hair is better, 
then there's going to be other people say like, no, blonde is better. And there's people say, no, red is better. So I, I think if you had a specific color like that, it's, it's like you're, you're taking sides. So white is kind of being neutral in a way that, you know, you're not necessarily choosing one or the other. That is going to be my answer for that. So I don't know if that works for you. Um, now, I plan to go a little longer, but you know, I had a phone call that kind of took me away from a bit. Um, I'm going to have to call it a show for now. And again, I'm not sure how much you guys are digging just me by myself. You know, this is what the original Ask Me Shall Receive answers were. You know, it's just me answering questions. So I'm going to call it. And next week, there will be a guest. And, you know, we definitely have a lot to talk about with this person. And in the, the following week also. So thank you for listening. If you have questions that you want answered... Um, by me and possibly a guest. Go to the general forum. Look for the Ask G-Man video questions thread. It's pinned, so you can ask questions there. I'm on page 15, so slowly answering some questions. You can also go on Twitter. So um, I'm G-Man from Heck on Twitter. Use the hashtag Ask G-Man. Ask your questions there, and I will answer those. Thanks for listening. I know this is shorter so if it's if it's too short for you, you can always go back and listen to last week's episode where Jen was on because you know that was fun and that was like two and a half hours. So you can always go back. Maybe you missed something the first time. You know, it's like watch. Do you, you guys ever listen to podcasts more than once? And you know, I, that's that's another question. I, I I'm going to ask you guys that. Maybe someone will answer. What do you do with with the podcasts after you listen to them? You know, I, I know some people stream them from you know different devices. And I know, you know, on iTunes, some people just download them to their iPod. So do you keep them on your iPod or do you like delete them and, you know, replace them with, with the next episode? So I'm, I'm really curious, you know, are you ever going to say, wow, so like, you know, seven months ago, this issue came out and Tony said this, and now he's saying this about the book. You know, do you ever go back and, and listen? Because it, it could be very interesting. I've always been tempted to go back, and I'm I'm a little scared. I'll be honest to go back and listen to like the early Comic Vine podcast to see, you know how how much has changed. So let me know what you guys do. Do you re-listen to these, or do you, once once is enough? It, you know, let me know. All right, thanks everyone, and I apologize for shortness. I apologize for the lack of guests, but I I need to go back and do like 18 things before I call it a day. So thanks a lot. I'll talk to you guys next week. So, so my question, my is, question is, is, could it be? We don't, we don't know. And I would like to ask you which comic book does affect you most emotionally. That's the question. Don't shake your head. I love Alan Davis. This is a John Byrne issue. I love Alan Davis. I wasn't a fan of this. That's the question. You can't blame the immediate creative team. I give this a two.